Hey guys, Michael here with Wedding Videography School. If you're looking for a solid and reliable contract that you can feel good about sending to your clients, look no further than the WVS contract, crafted by a licensed attorney in the state of Colorado. It might just be the best contract for wedding videographers in all of North America, or even maybe the world. Uh, hard to know. Regardless, if you're unsure of whether the contract you're using right now is good enough, go to WeddingVideographySchool.com right now, enter the password podcast, and start protecting yourself and your business today. Hey everyone, Michael here from WeddingVideographySchool.com. Today I want to answer three questions that I received from videographers just like you this week. And if you have some questions that you'd like answered, I'd encourage you to submit them to me at michael at weddingvideographyschool.com. So without further ado, let's jump right into it. The first question comes from Chris in Salt Lake City. Chris says, I'm a wedding videographer with a small network of friends who are also wedding videographers. One of my videographer friends is getting married this year and wants to know if I'll shoot his wedding for him. And while I'm flattered that he's asked me, I'm not sure that it's a good idea. He has a very particular style, and I'm worried that he'll want things done his way. Any advice would be appreciated. That's a good question, Chris. Uh, My first reaction is you got to go with your gut. It sounds like you're already a little bit nervous about saying yes, and I think you need to evaluate why you feel this way. You know, hopefully your buddy is asking you to shoot his wedding because he likes your style. I think it's a little unreasonable for anyone to expect you to shoot their wedding the way, you know, the way they shoot and edit. And I think the, the end product will probably be better if it comes from you and not from your imitation of him. And as a creative person himself, you know, as another videographer, I think he probably already knows that. But if you suspect that he doesn't, Uh, then I guess you should have a conversation with him and just explain how you feel. Uh, Let him know that, you know, you don't want to disappoint him and that you're worried that if he expects you to imitate his style that you're going to fall short of his expectations. I think approaching it this way will accomplish two things. One, it's going to show him that you care about him and you care about delivering the best product to him. And two, it will give you an out if you decide that you don't want to take on the project. I can tell you that from personal experience, it can be really stressful to shoot for other professionals since they know the industry, you know, they have certain tastes and expectations, you know, that really rival perfection because, you know, they've seen a lot of, they've seen a lot of wedding videos and they know what's out there and they know what they like and what they don't like. But if you're up front with him and you let him know that you believe the best product will originate from him letting go of the creative process and trusting you then I think you'll be in good shape. And as a videographer himself, I, I have to imagine that, that he'll totally understand where you're coming from. So I hope that helps, Chris. All right, so the next question is from Jesse. Jesse didn't say where he or she is from, so make sure you guys let us know where you're from. Represent your hometowns. Jesse's question is, I have a client who wants me to use a song by Taylor Swift in their highlight video. I know that I'm supposed to license music for this use, but I don't know how to tell them that I can't use the song since it seems like it's really an important song to them. 
how can I convince them to change their minds about this? Well, this is a good question. And, you know, I think it's something that every wedding videographer who's trying to stay legal and or, you know, just trying to be creative without the couple pushing for a particular song deals with from time to time. And first, I'd say just politely tell them that you can't do it. Not that you don't want to do it, but that you can't because you'd be breaking the law and opening yourself up to potential lawsuits. Uh, and you definitely don't want to do that. I, I think most clients just don't realize that they can't do whatever they want with music, especially since they see people on YouTube doing it all the time. Second, explain to them that there's a ton of great sites out there that make excellent, relevant music uh, available for licensing. And choosing one of these songs that's probably more off the beaten path, so to speak, is going to give them a better result. Because, you know, now whoever is watching their video is not distracted by the song that they know, you know, that they know the lyrics to, but the song becomes more of a soundtrack when they aren't familiar with it. You know, I'm always really upfront with my clients about music. I don't let them book me unless they know that I'm in charge of picking the music. And I think it's just better to let a couple potential clients go rather than face a lawsuit down the road. You know, that that's, you know, if the client really is insisting that you use this Taylor Swift song. But, yeah, I'd rather lose some clients and, you know, sleep, sleep a little easier at night <laughs> knowing that I'm not going to get hit with a lawsuit at a later time. And besides, you want clients chasing you for for your talent and your skill and your ability. You don't want to be chasing them for, for money. I hope that answered your question, Jesse. And uh, we're going to move on to the last question. This question is from Sarah in Atlanta. How do you go about making changes to a video after the client has watched it and requests a re-edit? Do you charge the client more money? <clears throat> Sarah, this is... <laughs> These are great questions uh, this week, guys, um, so keep them coming. Uh, typically, I let my clients send me one round of revisions, and I don't charge them for that round of revisions. But here's the deal. They have to submit everything they want changed in one email. If they decide they want more edits, then I charge them an hourly rate to do so. And here's why. I want my clients to be happy and satisfied, and that's the most important thing to me as a professional and a business owner. So does it suck to go back and change something to fit the taste of someone else? Yes, absolutely. I hate doing it. It's rare that I do a re-edit that I actually like more than my original version. But that's the cost of running a business that gets excellent reviews and a ton of referrals. Now, the reason I charge for additional revisions after the first round is to keep nitpicky people from wasting my time, right? So when they know that they need to get their revision list right the first time, otherwise I'm going to charge them, then they start valuing my time a lot more. So on one hand, you can't let people walk all over you. But on the other hand, you also need to give them the opportunity to be satisfied with the product that you've given them. And one other thing, I recommend that when you make revisions, keep a copy of the original. What I do is I just copy my original edited sequence in my project to a different timeline. And then I edit, I make all the revisions in the new timeline. That way I still have my original sequence saved. Because uh, you never know, the couple might end up liking your original edit better. 
I can think of a few times offhand that that actually happened. I sent re a revised version and the client said, you know what? You knew what you were doing. We made this worse. We actually liked your original way better. Thank you for all your hard work. And that was the end of it, right? So uh, I wouldn't replace that original file. And um, if you want to, you know, and so sometimes I do revisions for clients and they actually, they like the revisions and they're happy with it. And I wrap up the project, but I still put the original video that I did, kind of like my director's cut, if you will. Uh, I, that's what I use on my site. Because um, rarely do I think, again, that the revisions are better than my original. I definitely don't want to sound arrogant, but there there have been a couple times where I thought, this actually turned out like a little bit better than what I had done originally. So it can go both ways, but make sure you, you keep both versions. All right. That'll do it for today's Q&A. I hope this helped you guys. And if this was valuable to you, I'd love it if you just take a minute and leave a comment or sign up for our free weekly tips and insight that'll help you build your wedding videography business. These tips are delivered right to your inbox. Thanks so much for listening. Catch you next time. Hey guys, this episode of Wedding Videography School is brought to you by photographers wearing wide brim hats. Uh, photographers wearing wide brim hats is the nation's number one wedding photography company. And for good reason, uh, they are clearly the most creative, most unique uh, individuals out there. And their photography is so creative, I can't even begin to describe how creative it is. That's how creative it is. If you guys are working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats, then you're probably not working with the best photographers out there. So, um, you know, whether you're having a wedding, a birthday party, uh, or you're taking your kids to school, or you're hanging out at home, or going to the bathroom, you know, all things that you want photographed creatively, um, it should be done by photographers wearing wide brim hats. A lot of you guys, I know you're working with photographers who aren't wearing wide brim hats. They might not be wearing hats at all. And um, that's a problem. If they're not wearing a wide brim hat, I don't know what the point of them even picking up a camera is. But when you work with photographers wearing wide brim hats, you know that you're always getting someone who's going to uh, give you the most incredible shots that you could imagine. So for your next event, whether it's a wedding, a birthday party, a family reunion, uh, your mom's pap smear, whatever the event, make sure that you hire photographers wearing wide brim hats um, to get the most creative still images captured, you know, one frame at a time. And that's what, that's what photography is. It's, you know, you hear the click, click, and you know you got one frame. And then you hear another click. Sometimes you hear eight clicks in a row, like click, 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 click. Uh, that, they just got eight pictures. And maybe one of them is good. Probably not. But the photographer wearing a wide brim hat, they are going to pull those photos later on and, you know, really, really select the eight or six shots that they got from the entire day. Um, that they stood in front of the videographer to get. And they're gonna, they're gonna edit those down into something truly magical. Probably, um, probably just two eight by tens that you can put in the living room next to the closet door. 
So give photographers with wide brim hats a call today and book them for your next event.